This episode of Earl Grey is brought to you by Audible.com, offering more than 150,000 titles for iPhone, iPad, and iPod, Android, Kindle, Windows Phone, plus Mac or PC. To get a free audiobook of your choice, visit audibletrial.com slash trekfm. Hi, this is Marina Sirtis, Deanna Troy from Star Trek The Next Generation. You're listening to Trek FM. T.L. Grey, hot. It's time for another serving of Earl Grey, Trek FM's dedicated TNG show. I'm Daniel Pruce, sitting in the center chair this week, and joined always by my two favorite co-hosts. On my left, I have Chief Engineer Darren Moser. Darren, how's it going? I mean, I know you were kind of... Take that, Argyle! Darren (laughs) Moser all the way, Chief Engineer. I mean, it was a bitter campaign to get this position, but uh, I'd like to just say... I mean, I'm going to push us past the Warp 5 barrier. Actually, sorry, I've been watching a lot of Enterprise lately, so um, we can actually go faster than that. I've just been past it, Pad, so um, I gotta go. I gotta go read this. All right, all right. Well, I will let you go. Uh, and on my right, uh, joining me as well is Starfleet's only artificial officer, Philip Gilfus. Philip, how's it going? Uh, it's it is going well. Um, you know, it's interesting to be the only artificial one. Um, a lot of people prefer their operations officers to be organic. Um, you know, that's kind of a new thing that people like these days. But I, I still think that no matter that I'm made from some preservatives um, and that I'm not gluten-free, sorry. Um, nevertheless, I still think I can provide a, a, a great service to the ship and, and to the crew. What uh, What... Planet do you hail from, Philip? Um, well, actually, I can hail. And are there I can, children? I can actually are hail. Are there children with artistic abilities <laughs> on your planet? I can hail any planet, uh, Daniel. There's this actually this thing in front of me, and I can press any button, and it'll hail all of them. It'll basically hail all the planets. So were those children's writers and poets and artists? I keep hearing <laughs> about them, and I don't know where they actually come from. Well, uh, actually, so this week, uh, what you may have been able to deduce from our little introduction there is our second in the series that I wanted to delve into the kind of interpersonal relationships of all of our characters on the Enterprise D. And, you know, you you might ask someone what is the most important or impactful or memorable relationship on the Enterprise D. And maybe they'll say it's Picard and... (laughs) <laughs> Living. It's Livingston and Flipper. Yes, that's it. That's the Lieutenant Commander Flipper to you, but yes. <laughs> oh, yeah, Flivingston, I think, is actually pretty big oh, and, and trending. <laughs> you know, we're no stranger to putting two names together here on Earl Grey, but... So, you know, maybe it would be Picard and Data. Maybe it would be... Uh, maybe it would be Wesley and and his mother, Beverly. No, it probably, it probably wouldn't be that. But maybe it would be Mott and Worf. You don't know. The people have different values. The point is, uh, one of the one of the relationships that's going to come out on top, I think, in any list, uh, as far as the, as far as TNG is concerned, is got to be Data and Jordy. I mean, they are the original. It's hard for me to put this in terms because I want to say they're the original Star Trek bromance, but of course, no, you can't. It's going to be Kirk and Spock, of course, right? <laughs> 
but it's a different relationship and it is a unique relationship in Star Trek and it's a lot of fun. Like going through these, you know, going through the lists and all of these moments and, and we'll talk about all this stuff. But the one thing that I kept coming back to is, is like data and, and Jordy are just, just a fun. It's a fun dynamic. It's a fun relationship. And, you know, it doesn't have a lot of the heavy kind of dramatic elements that a lot of these other relationships that we talk about in Star Trek do, but they, but they're kind of like, they're, you know, they're, they're, Positronic bros, I guess, is what you would say. So, I don't know. Philip, what do you think? Am I, am I, like, crazy, like, in the fact that I think of them this way? Like, I know we don't get a ton of it in TNG, but we, it is peppered enough throughout it that I think that we can definitely uh, have an interesting discussion about it. Um, well, I mean, it'd be a kilogram. Um, not a ton. But anyway, but I think, uh, yeah, I don't think they... It's one of the things where, you know, when you actually start to look at all of next gen you know i don't think anyone sat down necessarily and said like hey these two characters are going to be together you know they're going to be a, a friendship we're going to focus on um because i don't know you know you can say when did it first start and i don't know if necessarily maybe you can pinpoint the one episode like oh i see where they're going here um because they were bridge buddies uh bridge mates if you will to coin a phrase um <laughs> you know they're in the first season you know with Jordy at con and data at ops, and so they were sort of that. Maybe that's kind of where, where they first clicked. But then they were separated, you know, because uh, they were talking too much. And Picard's like, "I'm going to turn the starship around," and you know, separated them. And so, um, <laughs> but but they still maintained that friendship, probably because then data just started hanging around engineering more. Um, but yeah, it, it is a unique friendship. Obviously, sort of the, the most noticeable is that they both have artificial elements. Data, of course, being all artificial, and then Jordy having an artificial personality. No, no, I kid. I kid. It's, uh, you know, the visor. And so you have, the, you know, the, the tricorder and the robot, basically. So I've heard it said sometimes. So, but, but no, I, I think it's definitely they complement each other because they're not necessarily very similar at all. Um, and so it's not like, oh, we're, we're t you know, we're very similar. But I do like how they kind of bounce off each other. You know, I actually, I actually, since I've come up with this, this concept for the show, well, I shouldn't say I. I should say I believe it was Darren. Darren gets credit for this next relationship idea. But um, did I? Oh, sure, yes. Oh, yeah. <laughs> but uh, you know, since I had come up with it, I was thinking, and I remember the moment very, very clearly. It's something interesting that happens. I think maybe you guys can relate. I think a lot of listeners can relate. A lot of Star Trek fans can relate, where you can remember a moment, but you don't know the context. You don't know the episode. You don't know exactly what was going on. But I do remember. I don't think it's an encounter, but it's a very early episode where Philip mentioned that they're both sitting at con and ops. And, you know, in the, in the beginning where it was like, it wasn't so much uh, a duty station as much as a nap station because of how far they were reclined. But I remember there was something going on on the screen. Is it where it Joyce turns to data and says, what's your sleep number? And then he adjusts. His <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> it was intense and dramatic and they just looked at each other and there was just kind of a chemistry there. But, but what about you, Darren? How do you feel about their relationship overall? Yeah, I, I definitely can see what you're talking about where I don't think the writers sat down and said, oh, this is going to be a character pairing, you know, but it just kind of naturally evolved. Uh, although to to the point of them sitting in the front, like as a true manager, Picard has the screens of his subordinates facing him, 
you know, so he can see who's playing, you know, angry tribbles while they're on the bridge or Galaga, uh, circa <laughs> 19. Uh, but yeah, no, I'm again, it's, it's hard to piece a, a specific moment. I can, I definitely feel like the, early, I know we'll get into episodes later, but like the early episode in season two, elementary dear data, when, like they're really sharing like off duty time. And that's, I think was a big turning point where you could tell the writers were saying, Hey, we're going with this. We're going to show these two, you know, off the clock, you know, doing, you know, they're not just writing diagnostics for fun. You know, we're actually having holodeck fun this time and creating engine beings. But uh, yeah, this is a great, you know, friendship and there's been many great friendships in Star Trek. I know, you know, probably, the strongest you would say in DS9 would be like Julian and uh and Miles and but every you know series has had a good friendship and this is ours so I, I'm looking forward to talking about it yeah I mean uh, you know it's it's really interesting because it it seems to happen more organ like you mentioned more organically than I don't want to say more the positronically other more positronically yeah I guess that then you it does make a lot of sense in a lot of ways, right? Like he's the engineer. Um, Data is technically a machine. It makes sense that, you know, they would spend a lot of time together, but there are, there are moments, there are times that you can see that there's a bond growing between the two of them. And that's, and that's what we want to talk about next is all of the moments that we love uh, of Data and Jordy. And, and this was hard. Um, I, I, compi- I compiled it small list of, of interesting moments, but it was difficult because they don't, it's not like there's a lot of buddy episodes, you know, it's not like, uh, you know, Jordy's like, I'm getting too old for this crap. You know, cards <laughs> like you're off the case, Jordy and data. <laughs> turn you know, in your badges, turn in your pips. They put in their com badges. <laughs> <laughs> They're, they put their phaser on the table. And yeah, yeah. like my sciatica is acting up. If I had a drawer in this desk, I'd put that phaser in a drawer, but I don't. So so it's interesting because it's not something that is super easy to pinpoint. Like, oh, here's the perfect Data Geordi episode. They don't have like, oh, man, like Miles and like you mentioned, Darren Miles and uh, O'Brien. Wow. I I almost said Julian and Bashir when I was first talking. (laughs) I'm like, wait. (laughs) Yeah. You gotta pick O'Bri- first name or last name and stick with O'Bashir. Oh, oh. <laughs> yes, O'Bashir. Oh. Uh, they have like three or four episodes that are like, com- like oh, dedicated yeah. sh- to their relationship. They're shuttle pod ones. Yeah, right. <laughs> oh gosh, let's not go there. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, we don't really get that. I think the closest to a major episode that we get is the price. Yeah, and they both go into. By the way, they just take a leisurely jaunt into the Delta Quadrant. <laughs> like you do. Secure in the knowledge they'll be back before tea time. <laughs> and find themselves back in time for, for lunch. Isn't there like a great say. line? Like, in, and I think this instance, you know, it's something like where, you know, Jordy says something like, oh, you know, hey, Data, if we don't hurry up, we're going to be stuck here. And Data's like, but you have me, Jordy. <laughs> and Jordy, like, just yes. gives him the look and just starts going to work. Um, but I think. And to me, that's kind of their their um, their dynamic because I think you know probably a little bit more early TNG like season one, obviously very early. Um, but like Jordy's a little bit more gregarious um, in those first two seasons. Like, he's a little more reserved once he gets engineer status. But like it's the perfect straight man, 
comedy routine because Data obviously is the is the straight man in this routine, and Jordy's the one who's laughing out loud, and and you know like when Data's you know gets caught in the finger trap, you know Jordy's the one that's like laughing out loud, and Ricardo like you know so you always I always hear like Jordy laughing at, at at Data, and then not like laughing at him, but like sort of like just being like you know, and then ex- he's not laughing with him. So. Yeah, well, <laughs> well, he always explains the joke to Data though, but he's he's sort of like you know having fun with Data, and so Data that was. Not funny. <laughs> <laughs> it's, it's interesting, right? Because, I mean, jo- Data is the outsider. I mean, even more than Worf. I mean, even more than anybody on the, on the crew. I guess, technically, you could say, along with Odo and maybe... No, uh, that's it. Along with Odo, like, the outsider in all of this universe. Like... But not even Odo. I mean, Data is one and only besides Lore and besides quote unquote before. But but yeah, yeah. And his but mother I mean, and <laughs> yeah, yeah. Besides his extended family. But I mean, it is still a small group of 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 creatures and they are unique and uh they Lol. are singular. So Law yeah. who only yeah. existed for uh, a week. But yeah. You know, so I mean, so he is the odd man out, and Jordy also kind of doesn't fit in very well. I mean, he 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 does his job super well. Data has I, better luck with women. <laughs> it's true. It's true. I but Jordy gets okay. promoted. So you know, <laughs> That's twice. Cool. He's, he's a little more career focused than Data. I'm just saying, Data. Come on now. No, no. I, I'm pretty sure you uh, coined the phrase, <laughs> Philip. Positronic uh, glass ceiling. <laughs> Positronic ceiling. <laughs> Uh, but yeah, let's let's talk about it. Like I said, not a lot of like episodes that focus, or even have a B plot that focus on them. But but, what are your guys' favorite moments? Do you have anything that like sticks out in your mind? Yeah, I think the 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 beard growing competition episode. They have oh, good one. <laughs> yes, good. One. When I stroke it thusly, <laughs> does it not make me seem to be thoughtful? <laughs> no, did no, no, it doesn't. <laughs> That actually reminds me of um, All Good Things. Data, and, what you know, is know, it with the hair anyway? <laughs> you know, they don't have a, a ton of interaction there, but there is that moment when they're, when yes, they're chatting. Yes, let's go see Data. <laughs> <laughs> yes! <laughs> uh, no, that was a great one, uh, Philip, and one I had completely forgotten about was the Data Beard, the data beard <laughs> experiment. Uh, what about you, Darren? Anything, anything that sticks out in your head? Well, one that that I added to you, to your list was the most toys, oh. and even though that's what I was thinking of too, they aren't, you know, they don't share a lot of scenes because you know Data's stuck on the ship, but Jordy's like the one leading the charge of figuring out what the heck happened to his friend, and he's you know listening to the audio recording from the mission log over and over and over, and he's the one who picks it up like no one else. You know, he has to play it a couple times. He's like, hey, listen right here. Data misses a step. And, you know, and they're like, yeah. And he's like, but Data? Would Data miss Pilot a Pilot error? Come yeah. on. <laughs> he's like, I can't even type it. I mean, you know, there's one button on this pad. I literally cannot type it. But, <laughs> yeah, so that's a great one where you get Jordy really working hard to try to – not. I mean, save his friend. I mean, but he's trying to figure out what happened, and it's he doesn't know for most of the episode what is going on. But 
yeah, that's definitely. I think it's right that they make the forge the the instigator of that search. You know, I I couldn't see it be anyone else who really just won't give up on data. Yeah, and and I think you know, for people who may not always like Jordy, you know, this is him probably being you know his maybe characters you don't like characteristics characteristics you don't like about Jordy in this episode, but for a good cause because you know he's sort of like almost berating the captain, and I don't know if it's Riker or or Picard or both are like you know, hey Jordy, you know. We understand, you know, you lost data. We, you know, we'd all like to believe. And Jordy's like, you know, consider it considered and, you know, take it away. No, he's, you know, and then they're kind of like, oh, God. Where's <laughs> if only we had a counselor of some sort. <laughs> you know, uh, one thing you mentioned earlier, Darren, was elementary dear data. And beyond the fact that, I mean. They dress up. I, I mean, they dress <laughs> they, up. They cosplay <laughs> they, together. That's right. <laughs> they are, they are. Uh, you know, they are Sherlock and Watson, and I couldn't even think of that. I couldn't even think of that. Yeah, I'm now picturing just, just that, that one scene where Jordy goes full on reading Rainbow, and he's like, "In the hands of some, a violin is just a simple instrument, but in the hand of my friend <laughs> Mister Holmes, it truly becomes a remarkable thing." And you're like, <laughs> "Where's the PBS commercial break coming on, Jordy? This is you're laying it on kind of thick here." <laughs> I like to think that the um, the uh, HMS Enterprise is actually their program because they get to dress up in like the the old uh, oh, officer, it's totally their program. HMS officer, <laughs> you know, and, and he's all like, "Data, what's a stuntsel?" You know, and all that stuff. It's it's great. Well, in that way, they would be kind of a precursor to the Bashir O'Brien relationship, right? Like they are the original holodeck. That's right. I said holodeck, not hollow sweet buddies. Uh, you know, they go out and they have their adventures and then they come back. And It'd be, do their... be like Paris and Kim having, you know, Captain Proton. Oh, yeah. I... Oh, there you go. Oh, yeah. perfect. So apparently, this is in Star Trek. Can you only experience male friendship through holographic <laughs> settings? Like we're men, <laughs> but we're in a holographic setting. So it's no, no, cool. No. It's, it's okay if I have these feelings as long as we're pretending to be fictional characters. It's okay. <laughs> it's totally okay. You know? <laughs> Uh, but no, but actually, the, again, besides the fact that they dress up as uh, Holmes and, and Watson, which is actually really cool, and it's kind of like... Take you know, that look- public domain. Oh, wait. <laughs> <laughs> oh, wait. that We kind of got in yeah, trouble for yeah, that one. Sorry about that. Our bad. <laughs> I mean, by, I technically, mean, by the 24th century, it's in the public domain. So in our fictional universe, we were in the right. <laughs> well, it's either in public domain or everything is owned by Disney. So who, who knows? Maybe, uh, you know, it's all the same at that point. But um, no, but that's actually really that, that's cool because that visual is cool. This idea that Data and Jordy are, you know, hero and sidekick. And maybe you could in- interchange them. But no, Data is the hero. Come on. Yeah. So, so um, um, who's C-3PO and who's R2? I guess Jordy would probably be C-3PO and Data would be R2. Uh, I don't know. I don't know. That's a hard one. Data's more charming one. (laughs) Who the ladies like, which is is R2. I think Data's both R2 and C. (laughs) (laughs) I don't know who I That bearing doesn't really switch over too well. Okay, fine. BB-8 and C-3. I knew you were going to go there. No, that's even harder. If there is not a, a fanfic of... Data coming across R2 and C3PO. You mean a at Danfic? some point? A Danfic, yeah, yeah. 
Okay. Anyways, I'll try to get back on track here. Now, now I see so, Data, yes. Data doing like the awkward thumbs up, like. <laughs> that would be awesome. Oh no, <laughs> Data's much more of a yes <laughs> kind of gesture. That would actually that'd be a pretty cool uh, uh, gift for for people to make, right? Like, uh. The thumbs up and the thumbs up and then did it going, yes, well, and then a whole bunch of He's got that characters. whole, like, self-diagnostic uh, finger, you know, <laughs> shuffle thing, so. That's true. It's always good oh. to have a friend who can, you know, help you do a diagnostic. That's, that's good. You know, no one. <laughs> what are you doing tonight, Jordy? Well, I was going to, you know, read some. You want to come over and read well, no, a I, diagnostic? I, I, do I? I did have a, I had, let me check my pad here. Like, I did have a date tonight, but, uh. Canceled. What are you going to do? I guess I can help <laughs> you, you with your diagnostic. So. so the other good thing about that episode, the important thing, I think, as far as what we're talking about tonight, is the fact that Pulaski is in that episode. <laughs> but, I mean, you know, we know, we've talked Broad. about Pulaski. And we've ta- Broad. <laughs> and we've talked about her relationship with Data. And that's a whole nother subject. But the fact that... She's ragging on Data like she normally does, because that's just the way she is. And then Jordy is the one that's like, you know what? No, you're wrong. You're wrong about Data. I'm going to drop a challenge right here, and Data's totally going to step up to the plate, and you're going to get served, and, Plasky. And I'm going to win that's some That's how money. LaForge created Moriarty. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I mean, I'm not saying it turned out good, but I mean, he had good intentions. <laughs> But that, I mean, that, I mean, you know, Darren mentioned that's kind of how it would have started. And yeah, it, for in a lot of ways, it, it shows kind of their relation, the beginning of their relationship. You know, and, and then, I don't know. To me, it actually isn't as powerful, but I'm going to try and pretend it is. Uh, it makes me think of Descent when you have Data yes. torturing Jordy. Um, yeah, and so that's that's sort of an uh, you know an interesting uh, incident there, and, and have sort of Jordy trying to talk down Data or at least stall him. Um, well. Picard and Troy are, I don't know, uh, teching the tech tech um, with the comm badge to, to restart Data's ethical program. Um, and so, I mean, that's sort of an interesting moment, you know, when you have uh, the friend who's now torturing you or, you know, almost killing you or whatever. Well, another one you didn't list, which I, I absolutely know why, but, uh, and we won't talk a ton about it, but in Time's Arrow... <laughs> uh, <sighs> You know, again, but this, I'm not talking about when they're back in time. I'm talking about before, though, when it's discovered that Data dies at some point and how Jordy takes that. Are you telling me at some point Data dies? Well, yes, (laughs) but uh, at this point in time, it's actually in Samuel Clemens era. um, I'm not sure which one's worse now that I think about it. But yeah, but I remember there's a scene where, you know, Data's all kind of like, you know, this is great news. I always wondered when I was going to die. And and Jordy's just like taking it really hard because it's like he doesn't want to think about this friend, you know, passing on to the, you know, just Data's dream of electronic sheep. I don't know what happens. <laughs> to the big eye cloud in the sky. <laughs> oh, jeez. Yeah, he's back. Well, we know he doesn't have Wi-Fi, so. Well, he's he's at least backed up to B4. So he's totally, There you go. He's there you go. Before what, Daniel? Before what? <laughs> <laughs> no that that's actually a really good that's a good point and and in fact one of the the moments that i did mention in my list was just the end of descent part two and that moment that you just mentioned 
kind of adds a little bit of a twist to that because at the end, Jordy convinces Data to keep the emotion chip. He wants to destroy it. Yeah, Data wants to destroy it because of basically because of what he did to Jordy. I mean, th that was the that was the catalyst for it, kind of how he felt about it. And and Jordy's like, no, 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 like we can figure it out. Again, with a planet in, in this hindsight. pot, and it's going to grow into a bigger chip by the time we get it again. <laughs> yeah, and which but. to me, and I know we said it before, is always a weird. That's not, not weird in and of itself. What's weird is that. In Generations, I guess no one saw the episode um, because they completely switched around. Because in Descent, it's like Jordy's like, oh, you know, if I, I want to be your friend if, if I let you do it. In Generations, it is like, I want to try it out. And Jordy's like, ah, I don't know. <laughs> Remember last time we did this? Yeah. yeah. If we, well, I just, we ever needed I, a flashback to da, remind us data, I feel what like Data if, was like with an emotion. If chip. I give this to you, I feel like something bad might happen to me. Data's like, no, it's like, it's not going to happen again. What are the chances? Okay. Oh wait, <laughs> batting average is not that again. great. <laughs> you know, I took that honestly as more of like, well, we're in the middle of a crisis. Maybe now is not exactly the best time. <laughs> also, we're orbiting a star. Data, if you don't, if you can't tell, we're orbiting a star right well, now. Well, I think if anyone then... knows, it's Jordy. <laughs> <laughs> well, and they're using so much power on the shields that they got to turn off all the lights in Data's room, except for that one. Because right. well, this room's like the brightest room known to man, yet in that scene, it's like they're lit by a tiki light. Well, they're just using all that power to, for some reason, hold up the chip and spin it around in its display. Oh, yes. It's like, look, I know, I know you're a geek and you like to display your toys data, but just you can just put it on top of a shelf. You know, I know you're trying to keep it in the packaging or whatever. <laughs> One emotion chip, mint in box. <laughs> That's pretty awesome, actually. Um, you no, know, but those two, I mean, obviously, Descent and Generations are linked in a lot of ways, but they are linked. I mean, Generations wouldn't have happened the way it did if it wasn't for the Jordy data relationship. And I know, you know, I know we all, you know, I think we all kind of like Generations, but we have problems with it. But it is what it is. And. I mean, what what do we say? Can't I mean, is Captain Kirk dead because of of Jordy and and Data's friendship? No, I'm, 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 I'm. I think we we've squarely placed the blame on Picard for that one. Yeah. yeah. Well, no, no. What do you mean? I, Kirk died because of Captain Harriman. Well, wait, 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 wait. Oh no, wait. You believe Jean Luc's story that he met Kirk? Uh, on Viridian 3. Okay. <laughs> totally buried on that planet. If you guys want to go with that version. I mean, he, he never showed us a body. All he had was like one gold pen. You can replicate those things, you know. Nobody scan it. Just don't even bother. There's no... It's just dead. Well, body. and would the time date or the quantum signature or whatever of that... It came from the Nexus, so it's brand new. It wouldn't <laughs> have aged. So he's like, wait, this isn't old, Picard. This is like a month at best. Though there, there's That's, a bit of a triangle that we're that I, we're ignoring of Jordy, Data, and Spot. Um, so there actually are a surprising number of of those three characters on screen at the same time. Believe it or not, I I'm glad you mentioned it, Philip, because um, there's one time when they're in da uh, Data's quarters, and Data was like, "Oh, uh, you know, I can't train him very well," and then. Data gives Spot a treat, and Jordy's like, ha-ha, looks like Spot has trained you. And then, you know, Data's oh, like, oh, yeah. I, 
Data's like, I want to kind of, you know, I want to, I want to train my cat. And Jordy's like, you can stun him. Yeah. And of course, the famous line, which I do love, which Data says, I cannot stun my cat, Jordy. This is down. Down is good. <laughs> yes, exactly. I think I think, up. I think Jordy's up just jealous. No. I think Jordy's just jealous. Or what's more likely, you know, your friend. So he's the first call for cat sitting, and he's like, ugh. I mean, can you have you thought about There's making a thousand up, people on this? Have ship you made data. other friends' data? A I mean, thousand people. Well, we know it falls to Riker. And then Worf, Worf eventually, and then right? so, so, wait, so is there a scene like we had for Wesley where around the conference table, everyone's kind of like, you know, Data's like, okay, well, I got this cat spot now. Are we all going to agree that we're going to pitch in to to feed him, to watch him, to help him when he turns into a lizard and a she, yeah. you know, and they just all, you know, you have my axe and my bow and my arrow it up, and then you're all good. Now, the crazy part is I can actually imagine that scene, except <laughs> Picard will excuse, he play, you know, he'll play his, uh, his captain's card and be like, well, this seems like a fascinating discussion. I'll leave you all to it. I'll be in my ready room. <laughs> I'll be in the captain's yacht ready room, far from this conversation. Well, again, it's just another another scene, but uh, one you you wrote down, Daniel, the one one zero zero one zero zero one. Riker line where where so Data's painting and Jordy's like giving him pointers and then Riker of course has to come in and be like hey blind man teach an android to paint that's got to be worth something in someone's book and it's like what what do you say Riker what would you, only, what on, the enterprise. Hashtag, only on the Enterprise only on the Enterprise <laughs> actually I watched that scene tonight and I I kind of love it I really do I oh, mean, it's a good it's, scene it's it's an early it's a really good example of early characterization and you know all the characters aren't there yet but Riker has you know his his uh 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 Spock eating grin at the end of it and uh, you know you know he's he's kind of pulling the chain of of both Jordy and Data and it's really funny and it's good it's solid stuff well it's some of it the fact that they're both the same rank well, eventually. I mean, I know, yeah, I know eventually, but like the fact that it, now imagine the painting scene, but like Riker's trying to help Data. Like, I don't, I can't picture that, you know, or Picard even, maybe a little bit, but it's the, fa- I think part of the quality of their friendship is the fact that they're kind of like they're coworkers in the truer sense of, you know, they don't outrank each other. You know, they, they work together. Yeah. And I, and I think, uh, Jordy teaches Data perhaps, um, accidentally most of his um idioms so it's like it is like pants down you know <laughs> burning the midnight oil what um and, and then you like with uh you know of course data or jordy's the first one data goes to and when he's asking for love advice which you know ha uh, irony um but but it's it's always interesting that any time well not any time but most of the times data has a problem he does bring it to jordy and jordy might not necessarily help but Jordy sort of like talks it out, usually while he's in engineering doing something else. But sort of like, yeah, well, it could be this, but then it could be that. And then, uh, well, you know, Data, I think you just got to figure it out yourself, really. Well, that, that's more of a Picard answer, though. It's like, Data, the uh, once I have an answer, I'll let you know, you know, on women or, or something. Like, the life, the human equation is 
it was something we must all discover. It's like you just you don't know, Picard. Do you just just say you don't know? It's okay. It's okay to admit. So, uh, one of the one of the other. Well, no, actually, no. I'm going to go back and go to generations because I actually think we kind of can suss this out. We haven't really talked too too much about it, and this is important because. I mean, there's a lot of a little of the middle part of that movie is about Data and Jordy. Like we mentioned, of course, the emotion chip scene, right? Which is interesting, uh, but it's more about what happens once he gets the emotion chip. They get onto, um, oh man, what's the station called? Can you remember? Um, um, let's see. Hold on. Um, I'm trying <laughs> to remember the name of the star. It's not Viridian because that's the ending. Amagosa. The Amagosa. Amagosa. The Amagosa. The Amagosa. Yeah. Amagosa. Amagosa. I have to actually hear Malcolm McDowell in my head. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. There you go. So, yeah. <laughs> um, Take that memory, Alpha. We got you beat. <laughs> I'm running a critical so, experiment on the Amagosa star. Amagosa star. So, okay. So, you have kind of an A-team away it's Amagosa, mission. not Amigosa. <laughs> <laughs> nice. That was good. That was good. I like that. <laughs> Uh, so you kind of have an you have an A team away uh, an A team away team. Okay, all right, I get it, I get it. I love it when a plan comes together. So you have Riker and Worf and Data and Jordy. I mean, you. I mean, how how can you have a better? Oh no, even and Beverly, right? Was she she was there too in the beginning? I mean, she had to do something in that movie, yeah. Yeah. Anyways, uh, but anyways, at the end, it's just Data and and Jordy, and uh, of course, he get they get attacked. They find the secret, you know, Scooby Doo wall. Open and, sesame. And yeah, oh, and Data of course is going crazy, but it's not too big of a deal in the beginning, and then, you know, it all hits the fan, and but it's a, it's a, it's an important scene because it sets up one of the best scenes in that film for me, which is the Picard and Data scene in the... Oh, wow. What is it? <laughs> I can't remember. The set that we'd never seen before and we'll never see again, but we see it in Voyager. Um, uh, the big... Oh, room. stellar cartographer. Stellar cartography. The stellar cartography yeah. room, right? And where that's where Data breaks down. He couldn't save his friend. That's kind of... Yeah, I mean, that's super important to Generations and it just shows how much he actually does care, but he never actually gets to show how much he cares. Yeah, and then you sort of have the uh, when when Jordy is comes back and he's like Jordy, and then and, and Jordy's almost like stopping Data from like apologizing, and you know, he's like, yeah, you know, you're just being human. But it's only the first day you've had your motion chip, and it's the one day where it'd been great to not have emotions in a firefight. Just saying, Data. <laughs> But, but you know he's sort of understanding about it. So, and I, and I think that's sort of um, I think there are there are moments of where I, there's sort of those extreme risk moments between the two of them. You know, um, like we talked about descent, and there was kind of a time where where Jordy sort of set the ceiling because that's when um, he needed Jordy to to uh, take off the holodeck safeties. Apparently, the Enterprise is a little harder to take off the safeties in, in some series. Um, just throwing that out there. Because um, apparently, you needed two command level officers. But but Jordy said no. Um, you know, like, I don't, you know, this is kind of weird what you're doing here, Data, of trying to be angry at Borg. Um, and then, but then you have the reverse of like an interface 
where Jordy needs data um, to help him, I guess, basically, you know, break orders or whatever from Picard so he can go. Like, I'm going to do this no matter what. And Data's like, well, I can't not help you and just let you. You're like, you're, what is this? he says something about like your success rate will be higher if I stay or. Yeah. So, but I always like sort of those sort of those critical test moments of like where they just sort of like, yep, we're in this together. Let's do it. What did Data do when he was trying to get promoted and he had to do his, his Geordi test? That's why. Did he order Geordi? That's why he's never gotten promoted, the... guys. Like, well, oh, da- I, Data I refuses to kill Geordi in his command test. So that's why he's always Lieutenant. Okay, well, there you go. Now, we don't know after the emotion ship because, you know, of course, in Descent, you know, do you have a friend? Yes. Geordi, would you kill Geordi? You know, and so. <laughs> oh, that's true. He, he succeeds in that one. It's like, good, do it again. He should have gotten promoted after Descent is what I'm saying. So, you know. Uh, Riker wasn't wasn't preparing that test, so. um, Yeah, okay, so let's keep going. I mean, you know, first contact, limited, enga- limited engagement with each other. Jordan, Nemesis, there's a couple. Jordy's of- too busy fanboying over Zephyrin Cochrane. I was say, one's on the planet, one's on the ship. They're not really together very yeah, much at yeah, all. Yeah, it's not really a thing. But, of course, in Nemesis, hey, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to give it to Nemesis for this because it's a very subtle uh, and a very nice way. It, it's not, we don't get, there's no dialogue at all in the scene. You're talking about the uh, jump scene? We're talking about the jump scene. Well, I mean, scene like, because it, we just backing, you know, putting pause in that for a second for so many reasons. Um, you know, we're going <laughs> to hold it off as long as we can. Um, but <laughs> you do have that sort of like um, the, when the B4 discovery and everything else, Jordy is. I mean, it's subtle, but Jordy is sort of there for data about like him discovering a new person, and then um, when he's downloading his, you know, well, whatever. And, the data and, this is a good idea. In the B four, yeah, and all this, and you know, all that. So he's uh, me having a brother's never not works, Jordy, <laughs> <laughs> or, or or an offspring. It's always turned out well. Um, so, but I mean, like you know, whether it's just because the script needed him to talk to someone, but nevertheless, it is Jordy. And so, but I'll go ahead, you can. Unpause now. Ugh. <laughs> no, I, I look. Uh, I am an, a nemesis apologist, so that's fine. But I, I, the it's it's a poignant moment, and it, it means something because there's a data is like this is I'm going to do this thing now, and he goes and does the thing, and who follows him? It's Jordy. Jordy's behind him the whole way. Jordy is the one that like facilitates this they know he and both of them know what they're doing the whole time right they know what's coming they i mean the audience knows they know it's not very subtle i have always but, been your friend jordy <laughs> it, it's not it's not Ship you know out of danger he says <laughs> remember but he says it to be four so it's kind of different <laughs> it's it doesn't need to be said that's the point and look again you can you can fault Nemesis for many things, but uh, at least at the in the end, it put Data and Jordy back together. I think that's important. I think it's I think it's a good a good thing to remember. Yeah, yeah. I'm well. Yeah, I can definitely. I mean, I couldn't see anyone else being in that scene. You know, it wouldn't have been as poignant if it's like Riker going, "Here you go, Data." Boop. You know. <laughs> uh, but it was Pulaski. The, Pulaski the shows acceleration up, cannon and just kicks him out the airlock. Yeah, get out of here. <laughs> that was okay. If you call that an airlock, I mean, it was. 
No, I think it was just a, it was an emergency. A portion of corridor that had force fields in it, and if we turned one off in the proper sequence, we can vent data in the direction of the ship. <laughs> so, um, but yeah, but that was a good scene, and um, and I also like how um, you know when you see his reaction again. I'm so glad by this point we have Lavar wearing his new eyes Contact lenses. because. Yeah, because you get so much more expression out of his face in these scenes where he's like remembering data and when he's, you know, like the moment right after it happened, like it's just the visor dampened so much of that. Uh, but I mean, even though LeVar Burton's already got amazing like brown eyes and his blue eyes, you know, are a huge contrast. But want to make those brown eyes blue. <laughs> But no, but it works. It works well, and they don't forget that relationship at the in the last moments. Right, and I think that's the key to the friendship that they both have uh, different colored eyes. So you know, blue eyes, <laughs> blue eyes, and green eyes. Yes, that is what drew them together. It was love at first sight. <laughs> yeah, I want to know, know what data looks like. Or wait, didn't we see in one episode? Yeah, it where was in. Um, he's, oh goodness, he's transmitting. It was a. His, uh, no, it wasn't Samaritan Snare. No, it, it was a Samaritan. Heart of Glory. It was on the Klingon ship. Oh, yeah, because they're rescuing the Klingons. Well, it wasn't a Klingon yeah. ship, but anyway. anyway. But the ship the Klingons were yes, on. Yes, exactly. Thus, a Klingon <laughs> exactly. Ship. Um, but yeah, and he's like all shiny, and he's like, who's that? That's Data. He's like, why does he look like that? He's like, that's what he looks like. Stop being racist, Captain. Like, <laughs> Data's Gosh. an angel, okay? <laughs> Data's an angel set from above. That's why I'm always hanging out with him. I thought, isn't that why? Well, sheesh, I was. <laughs> He's a Frenchman, obviously. <laughs> from South America. <laughs> from South America. Uh, when was he from South America? I think it was from. Um, oh, gosh. Well, it wasn't. No, wasn't, uh, no it was Time Zero, for sure. Well, that's well, Time Zero was friend. when he was a Frenchman. Yeah. Oh, oh, then it was the big goodbye. It was the big oh, goodbye. Yes, when they were I, on the New York City street, South America. <laughs> yeah. Oh, who's your friend? Oh, he's, he's from South America. You know? They're like, which he's the whitest man. Uh, but you know, um, yeah, it's not hard to pull one over on the uh, crew of the uh, Royale. Just, just. <laughs> you know, it, it's. Uh, it's 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 interesting to talk about this, but if we've put it in co- in the context of Ju- uh, Bashir and O'Brien, we've put it in the context of uh, Paris and Kim, and I think those relationships used this relationship as a template. I really do, and so there are lessons that they learned in the future that, that we kind of, you know, set the the groundwork for. So I do think there are missed opportunities here. Like I mentioned, there is no dedicated buddy episode. There's no data. Let's think long and hard about this, Daniel, because we have a lot of listeners and I'm just picturing them coming back being like, well, what about this episode? And we're like, "Ah." I don't know. I mean, can you, all right, well, there's three of us. And if if the three of us who run a TNG podcast cannot think of an episode, well, but I mean, it's always elementary to your data. That is a data. Card and Moriarty and Pulaski. No. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. No, uh, it's not for a lot of reasons because Uh. it starts out as a Geordie versus, Pulaski. A Pulaski yeah. episode, and then it ends as a Picard versus Moriarty episode. 
Data and Jordy definitely hold yeah. the middle of that. But I know what you're saying. Whenever Data gets an episode, it's not with Jordy. It's always yeah. like kind of on his own or doing something else. Well, they never had like them stranded on a planet, stranded in a exactly. shuttlecraft. Exactly. You know, exactly. You know, they never had their like Quark Odo on a mountain um, top. You know. <laughs> right. Right. So I mean, that is my the that's Darmok my... equivalent of a. That's mine. Well, they're, they're just both too good. I mean, if they were in the same trouble, they would just get out of it. I mean, they got back from the Delta Quadrant and like, I, 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 I can see like that's the writer's room. Like, okay, let's have Data and Jordy stuck in a no. They would solve that. Um, <laughs> no, let's have them know that they would fix that. Or like, oh, but Data really needs to be on the ship to help save Jordy in that case, and Jordy needs to be on the ship to help save Data in that case. And <laughs> why did well, we pick the two smartest dang. characters, dude? Oh man, yeah, no, that's actually a good point. And it was what I was thinking was like they have too many like hit points or whatever <laughs> that, you know that they need. And it was... Well, I'm now thinking of uh, like Samaritan Snare, where uh, where Data's all like, "Goodbye, Jordy. I will see you later. I will miss our times together at Weapons Control." You know, <laughs> it's like it's it's so bad at lying. And then Morph's like, "You will not get honor in the forty seventh level of." Whatever, but yeah, uh, that was a that was a good scene though. I like that. Well, is isn't yeah, there a so, moment? I mean, and I'm making this up. Is there a moment? Uh, is a question then? Is there a moment in the Measure of the Man with Jordy and Data? No, he's not really part of the trial, if I remember correctly. No, no, no. But I believe. Well, he might be in the extended scene from the. Is this, from isn't the there a moment part. when Data is actually considering resigning? I, I do believe there is a scene, and I think, I think it might be a part of the uh, the deleted scenes. Uh, yeah, I, no, I think I think there is a scene with him resigning, like he's cleaning up his room, yeah, and Jordy's yeah. there. He's like, "Dad, don't do this." You know? And you know, yeah, but yeah, even then, it's like it's it's a Riker Picard episode. Like, it's not there's Jordy's not really. Jordy's like, I volunteer as tribute. No. Uh, <laughs> oh, wow. So Jordy is Katniss. <laughs> that, I don't think anyone yeah, has all ever me, made that says before. Is, so. is uh, Data sees Jordy LaForge sitting alone. He approaches his friend. LaForge tells Data he's upset about the android being forced out of Starfleet. And the two express that they will miss each other. And that then it goes to the next scene. I will miss your output. <laughs> My sensory... <laughs> Uh, patterns are used to your face. <laughs> oh, you, you know that's that's a joke, but that is something. Uh, that's that is something that. Uh, what was it? He he got a, he grown accustomed. Well, like I think it was uh, Troy and Riker were in a turbo lift, and Troy was saying, "Have you ever heard how Data explains friendship?" And that's how said it to Riker. I forget what episode, and then like. You know, she leaves, and then Data comes on, and then Riker tries to say that, like, "Oh, well, you know, we would miss your." Like, oh, I, I, you know, I am fond of you as well, Commander. <laughs> and, and Riker, he's like, uh, "Yes, yeah. it worked." That's right. That's right. That's right. All right. Well, all right. Well, let's 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 finish out here, guys. Um, I'm gonna, I'm gonna push it to you, Darren. And you know, we've talked a bit about the relationship here, and maybe some of the shortcomings, maybe some of what we've liked a lot about it. But uh, overall, what do you think? Yeah, overall, I mean, it's 
one of those relationships that we just look at and we're like, oh yeah, that of course that it, it works so well. Like they wrote it, and maybe it's the fact that there weren't you know five Data Jordy buddy cop episodes. Like maybe because it was actually woven into the B plot of so many stories that it it worked so well. And I mean, yes, you had ones like Elementary you know, Data and a couple others where it was a little more of the A plot, but yeah, it's just. It was just in the background and, and we just knew that they were friends and, you know, when Data's, Data doesn't sleep, so pretty much any time the Forge is off duty, you know, they can always hang out. Uh, you know, he doesn't have a date, which is often, yeah. but, uh, but yeah, it's, it's interesting because they're friends, yet in a lot of ways they can't relate. Like, when the Forge has relationship problems, he goes to Guinan. He doesn't go to Jordy, or sorry, he doesn't go to Data, you know, it's... It's so in some regards, like they don't compliment each other, but in other regards, you know, they, the way they treat each other, you know, is, it's a good friendship. I mean, you know, Data doesn't ask Jordy's permission to procreate. So, you know, <laughs> they didn't ask anyone, no one's permission. Awkward. Who does that? What about you, Philip? Yeah. It's one of those things. Cause I mean, it's, it's one of those things I'm sure, or I hope, um, you know, people listening to this will probably, you know, on Babel conference or, or email or Twitter or whatever, so we'll probably think of a bunch of scenes, but I think it's always just those little things that we said. It's the little things. Um, but it's always like, cause I can always just picture. <laughs> you, you told me, Philip, to remind you, if you started <laughs> talking about data again, to list the reasons he's a great character. Um, you know, I, I just always picture them in just engineering and they'll be, you know, engineering the engineering. And then like data will just sort of like be dubs like, Oh, Jordy. Uh, here's a problem I've been struggling with, and you know they'll just talk about it while they're working and pressing buttons, and then go back to what they're doing. But like I, that's sort of like how I always picture them, just down there, you know, working stuff out, talking, um, and and yeah, I mean, I think it, it's a good relationship again that they are very different people to the core, um, but that they still have this this great friendship that that is sort of is the the spoke of of TNG. Well, isn't there that scene I just remembered where it's the one where Jordy's like pen palling with that other ch- chief engineer about who ship Jordy? is more yeah. efficient or Jordy. whatever? Oh yeah, yeah. And but that's the one with the 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 ship, right? Where he built the, yes. the model yeah. and, and the bottle. Well, yep. oh, it's not a bottle and not a bottle. It's a big old not, ship. Not a bottle model. Yeah. No, no, no. Uh, but I isn't that's the one where, where Jordy he's like this isn't a uh like a hologram or like this isn't replicated. A, yeah. Yeah, this isn't replicated. He's like, no, the point, dang it, Data, the point of this is to make it, you know, on your own. And or, but yeah, that's a great, a great scene. Too. Yeah, and then and then because I think there was two different ones. I think like maybe there was a captain he was trying to impress or something, Jordy. And then there was the one where like he had a a, a friend who was a chief engineer in another ship where Jordy was trying to like increase the energy efficiency output, and Data's yeah, like, like, why? Take that. Why would you? He's like, it's about you know competition, Data. You know. Data's just like, I don't get this at all. He's like, yeah, I compete against all the other androids in the world. Uh, you know, just, wait, there are none. Well, Jordan not in TNG. There's 50 million, but. That's true. And they all look perfectly human, so. Uh, I would say they all look suddenly human, but. Uh, that's, except that's for that giant one with the forehead. Look who's that decided to play the work. game. <laughs> no, you know, it. it it's interesting, uh, Darren, when you were talking, and, cl- and actually you too, Philip, when you guys were talking and closing up your thoughts here, the idea came to me that maybe 
the data Geordie relationship is special because we don't we don't overfocus on it, and it's not something that doesn't have to. It's it's better as a background element. It's better as something that we just that permeates through the show. That kind of it just exists and grows slightly, but but just is. It doesn't necessarily have to be brought into the into the forefront. And that's a really cool idea. I like that. I like the fact, in the, in the same way that I like background characters, they don't ever have to have, you know, they don't have to have a whole show devoted to we, them. We needed that Mott dedicated episode, Daniel. I'm telling you. <laughs> he shows up in a couple episodes and, you know, he gets a shout out in uh, What's the matter Structure with Mott? So. Would have been a great episode. I... What's the matter with Mott? <laughs> Why would someone with no hair be interested in being a barber. I don't. I need to know this. What is going on? Yeah. Character profile coming up on Earl Grey 135. Stay tuned. <laughs> and we haven't done Beverly yet, but we're going to do Mr. <laughs> My Wait. No, we have. Anyways, anyways, it has been great fun talking about Data and Jordy, uh, but it is not the only thing that we've been talking about here on Trek FM this week. So, Take a listen at what else you may have missed here on the network. Previously on Trek.fm, Standard Orbit. With Kirk, Spock, McCoy, Uhura, Chekhov, Scotty, Sulu, and the Enterprise. That is your crew. That is the family of the original series. And yes, we would like to see that maintained and protected and treated with reference. Earl Grey. This 547-meter-long, 32-deck, 502-crew member. (laughs) That's awesome. To the journey! Wow. Part of me is going, wow, this is really good. Another part of me is going, really? Like, this is what you spend your time on? I kind of wish that we could use the whole time that we allot for our podcast for you to read this synopsis, because I really enjoyed story time with Tristan. (laughs) Warp 5. If they could have kind of told us it's more of a future for us, but we're going to build up to the Star Trek, you know, and Larry's uh, comment back was, well, that would mean that they kind of were planning it out and they knew what they were doing ahead of time. <laughs> Let's sing. <laughs> that sounds right. like Larry. Commentary, Trek stars. And I can see, you know, Abrams recognizing that talent and being like, you know what? I know that you can make a good movie here. You know, I'm not convinced that I can yet, but I think that you can, and I'm going to learn from you, too, so that one day I can make a Star Wars movie. The 602 Club. How do these kids work for you, especially in this first movie? It's amazing when you look back on on how far they've come and the chemistry that they had right off the bat, because from the word go, when they were on the Hogwarts Express all at the same time, that's really when it, it took off. That's really when the movie took off for me. Literary Treks. I was given a couple of mandates for Rough Beasts of Empire, one of which was, of course, jump the story ahead four years. Another was get Cisco back on a starship um, and also have Spock uh, in, in, the, in the story. Meta Treks. Yeah, so I'm not sure Kern is really the best example in that case because, you know, while he's having an an existential crisis, he doesn't remember having one. (laughs) (laughs) And maybe that's the real answer. Maybe that is uh, the real answer. Lobotomy is the the answer to an existential crisis. Melodic treks. I personally had no problem with the way Tasha Yar died in Skin of Evil. Space is a dangerous place, and I know that we like to see our heroes 
give their lives in a grand and fashionable manner, but sometimes they just meet an oil slick and get electrocuted by it. And that's what else is happening on Trek.fm. So check out these shows to get in on the Daily Trek Talk. You'll find them in iTunes, Stitcher, TuneIn, the Windows Podcast Directory for Xbox and Zoom. Visit the Trek.fm website for the full Trek experience. You can view our podcast directory to stream the audio from all of our shows. If you would like to contact us, just go to trek.fm slash contact. From there, choose Message to a Trek FM Show and select Earl Grey. These messages will be relayed by Starfleet to the three of us. In social media, you'll find us on facebook.com slash trek.fm or join our Facebook listener discussion group called The Babel Conference. Find it by searching The Babel Conference on Facebook. Now let's take a moment to talk about our sponsor this week, Audible.com. Audible is a great way for you to read all the books you've always wanted to read but never thought you'd have time for. This is the premier source for audiobooks with more than 150,000 titles to choose from and new titles coming every week. From classics to current bestsellers and even some of the most famous Star Trek books like Prime Directive, Federation, and Spock's World, Audible has something for everyone. Now, as a Trek FM listener, you can get a free audiobook of your choice along with a 30-day trial to see just how great Audible is. So give it a try today. Catch up on all those classic Star Trek books you've yet to read. Just go to audibletrial.com slash trekfm and sign up today. Again, that's audibletrial.com slash trekfm, and we thank Audible for supporting Earl Grey and Trek FM. There's one more way you can directly help us to keep Earl Grey coming to you each and every week, and that's through becoming a patron of Trek FM. By visiting patreon.com slash trekfm, you can choose among various pledge levels and receive rewards for becoming a Trek FM patron. These rewards let you inside the observation lounge of our network and make it possible for us to distribute all our great content. So please become a patron and visit patreon.com slash trekfm today. All right, Philip, if you happen to knock your glasses off, how would people try to help you get your way around? Don't help me. Oh, ah, uh, well, um, they can reach me and the foresight I have about TNG on Twitter. My handle is NC Public Servant. That's NC for no contacts. I really I can't <laughs> have long eyelashes. Look, it's a long story. And Darren, if someone were to bump into your back hip and turn you off, uh, how would we get a hold of you? Darren, yeah, no, we're not supposed to talk <laughs> about that. It's right. I totally in confidence. Jeez. But no, they can find me on Twitter under username Dr. Sci-Fi. That's D-R-S-C-I-F-I. And they can find me, of course, on Twitter as well, at 1UpDan. That is the number one, not the word. All right, I need, to f- I need to go find a friend that doesn't get freaked out when I take off part of my head um, with blinking lights on and all of you that. You do that, of- Daniel. Or all these sorts. But I will. we will catch all of you listeners. We'll- but we will catch all of you listeners next week. Engage. Make it so. Live long and prosper. Fire. Dun 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 dun. I assume that's how this episode will close. It's not going to be fire. <laughs> <laughs>